Hi, I'm Louisa. I'm going sailing today in a 420. I'm using wind power. Welcome to the New Zealand All That's Tesla podcast. Hello, I'm Martin Kane, and welcome to the New Zealand All That's Tesla podcast. My guest today is a recent Tesla owner, and that small fact has brought about the legitimacy of an interview with him. He is Sam Baker, and he runs, for me, an extremely exciting YouTube channel called New Zero Land, where he shares his experiences riding and racing an ever-growing list of electric motorcycles, usually with wife Jen alongside on a shorter model. Ever-growing list said he says that his new Energica seems to be ticking all the boxes. All right, so I'm with Sam Baker, and Sam, I've been watching you on YouTube for uh, quite a while. Um, we'll get on to that a wee bit later, but can you start by telling us a wee bit about you and your background? Yeah, sure. Uh, so yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I'm originally from California, and I moved over to New Zealand, uh, to Wellington, to work at Weta. I do animation. Um, so originally came here for work and then just ended up staying because I loved New Zealand so much. Um, and then, yeah, we're talking about electric vehicles, right? Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, right now I have a Tesla uh, 2021 Tesla Model 3, just the standard range plus. And, um, and then also the, the bikes. So I have two and a half Energicas. Uh, it's a, they're, they're 2022 Energica Eva Rebelles. Uh, and I have the RS model, which is just the, the crazy fast um, 0 to 100 in 2.6 seconds spike. And uh, and yeah, recently I I put one of them on a trailer and towed it with the Tesla to a racing event. So electric towing electric. When you turn up to these racing events with a motorbike, Sam, and people hear it's electric and uh, they don't hear it, do they? did you ever get sort of laughed off the track to start with? Yeah, yeah, actually. So, so originally I had a Zero. Um, back in 2015, I bought a Zero SR, which was just kind of like the first, the first pass at electric motorcycles, I guess. Um, and so I, I got it over to New Zealand, just uh, just a private import. And then a week later, I took it to Manfield Racetrack. And uh, yeah, it was the first electric motorcycle that most of them saw, and nobody really knew that they existed. Uh, and a lot of them were just, you know, the hardcore... Uh, petrol heads like oil runs through my blood kind of thing um, and they they wanted nothing to do with it but but with the new bikes I, I think I don't know maybe with the rising prices of, of petrol and also with the technology advancing so much that the new bikes are so much faster and, and more uh, more appealing like the new ones have better styling um, it, it's it's more appealing to uh, to the older hardcore bikers and so they're they're starting to come around and they actually like them uh and this this past racing event that i went to the cliffhanger hill climb uh just about everybody loved it they were like yeah we we like it because it's different and it's newer you know like it's it's something that you don't see every day so they really like that you're zero to 102.6 seconds or two what was it 2.6 yeah 2.6 that's crazy insane i think that beats the you know the 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 fastest of the teslas for example um if if you're doing that how does 
what happens to the bike? Does it sort of end up doing a wheelie and you're thrown off, or can you actually manage to stay on the road for that 2.6 seconds that you get up to 100? Right. <laughs> yeah, so the new bikes have traction control, and there are six levels of traction control that you can You just... Uh, I, I basically left it on six, and then it gives you a perfect launch every time. So it it wants to wheelie. It started to wheelie, but then the, the bike computer kind of keeps you alive. Um <laughs> And uh, if you turn it down, you can kind of control how much wheelie you do. Because, yeah, it has so much torque. It has um, 169 horsepower, and the torque is 215 newton meters, which compared to normal leader bikes, it's double the torque. So it's it's the same deal as a Tesla, like ludicrous mode on a bike. That is utterly crazy. Um, <laughs> now, if I... I don't have a bike license. Um, if I remember, well, I'm not entirely sure, but to get my motorcycle license, if I want to ride something, is it based on the CC rating of the motorbike, or do they now use horsepower? Uh, it's power to weight, actually. So, um, yeah, it is It is basically power uh, and, and CC rating. So you can, on a learner license, you can start out with anything up to a 600cc, uh, but it's it's really dependent on the power. So some 600s are tuned down, and like my Zero SR was not learner approved because it had too much power. Uh, even even because it was a lightweight bike, it just had like leader bike acceleration. Um, but there are some electric bikes that are learner approved. There's there's actually a lot just from China. Like the Super Soko is a great commuter bike. Um, I think most of the appeal of electric motorcycles is for commuting. Just because it's so cheap, you know, to go 200Ks costs you about two bucks. It's, you know, same deal as a Tesla, but since they're so light, they're really efficient. Um, I, I'm not really sure what the watt hours per kilometer are, but it it seems way better than a car. It always has been, isn't it? I mean, you know, you're the I see, you know, kids riding to school on wee mopeds and things like that, and of course... Yeah, it's a whole lot more efficient to take one person on a vehicle built for, well, one person that is to take one person on a vehicle built for six or seven. Um, so I, I guess yeah. they are always going to be more efficient. Um, yeah, definitely. And the, so the battery on the Zero was a 12.5 kilowatt hour pack, which seems really tiny. But even that small pack could get you over 150 k's of range. And and the Energica pack is a 21.5, so it's basically like an older Leaf uh, in a motorbike with almost Leaf kind of power. So so for me, uh, just as a, a speed enthusiast or a maniac, um, it kind of ticks all the boxes. But then also gives you the range. And, and now with the newer bikes, you have DC fast charging, so you can use all of the charge net stations and uh, do long road trips. Yeah, the um, I mean you've you've gone from a from bikes that I guess had only AC charging. Um, one yep. of your original ones, I remember watching a video quite a few years ago and being super impressed with it turning up. That was AC charging on a what a ten amp plug at a racetrack. Is that what it was limited to? Yeah, yeah. Well, so the zero, I uh, yeah back then the whole it. They were only AC charging, unfortunately, and so the aftermarket community got involved, and and you could basically string together a whole bunch of aftermarket chargers on the bike, so you can add chargers to the bike to make it charge 
uh, from from the factory it charged only in eight hours, so it was like a overnight thing. But with all the the fast chargers that you put on the bike, you could get it down to one hour. And so uh, one day I just wanted to see if I could use all those chargers and see how far I can go. And I could I rode from Wellington up to Mangaweka and back, uh, and it it was about th- what 500 k's I think, and it took about 13 hours, <laughs> which which seems pretty long and pretty insane but uh but ever since then uh the dc charging has just been the way to go and uh i went from wellington to auckland on my last energica uh in about 12 hours so it's it's slowly getting there i think the new bikes since they have bigger batteries i'll have to charge maybe three times to get to auckland and so it should speed up things a lot more now I've been watching your channel. You've got one called New Zero Land now, um, and I was taken to it. I suppose when I saw you in my neck of the woods, that is doing the South Island, um, you and Jean. And I think Jean was on a uh, a, a motorcycle that was uh, fossil powered, and it was having all sorts of problems. Um, yeah, <laughs> and. And you were, you know, you were complaining that this was going to be the last time this this fossil powered bike was going to be ridden and things like that. Would that qualify as one of your favourite trips? That South Island one. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it was. I think it was like eighteen days, and we just covered as much as possible. And so we went from the top to the bottom and crisscrossed across um, Arthur's Pass and Lewis Pass and. Just some of the best roads and a lot of nice people and just, yeah, it was great. Um, And yeah, I I had an older Energica back then with the smaller battery. It had almost half the battery that the new ones do. But there were just so many charging stations that it didn't really matter. Uh, Aside from the West Coast, the West Coast is just a charging dead zone uh, for for smaller battery vehicles like mine. Um, But yeah, my wife's Triumph, uh, everybody made fun of me for bringing a triumph because they're like oh if you wanted a reliable gas bike you shouldn't have bought a, a triumph but um i just wanted to prove that uh it, you know it, it, you kind of get what you pay for because a lot of people say that electric vehicles are more expensive up front um so we we just bought a used gas bike and just wanted to compare you know how much it would cost for fuel and uh you know which one was going to have have problems. I thought that the electric bike would have range problems and it, it really didn't. Um, and, uh, charging wise actually, so, so financially they cost about the same because the charging stations were so expensive that it ended up costing the same as fueling up the gas bike. Um, but the gas bike ended up costing a lot more because it just kept dying and having problems. So, um, I'm not really sure if sticking with gas is still a good idea. So that that bike was purchased for the trip, was it? The Triumph? Yeah, yep, just for the trip. Because yeah, at the time we had the the fast charging Energica for me and then uh my wife was riding the Zero SR for commuting, but uh the charging would just take too long to do a trip like that. Like we'd be limited to hundred and fifty Ks a day and and that just wasn't enough. Like some of the days we did four hundred Ks um, just because, you know, we were having too much fun to stop or we just wanted to make it to a certain destination. Um, some days we only did, you know, 200 Ks, but yeah, charging, like fast charging is so important now that, uh, 
I I've always been a fan of charging as fast as you can. So my old bike charged in half an hour from zero to full. And, uh, and it didn't really matter how short the range was, if you could charge that quickly and be back on the road. Um, and it also give you, it gave, gave us a break, I guess, every hour, like you could stop for 15, 20 minutes to top up and then be back on the road. And yeah, it gives you a little time to stretch. Absolutely fine. And you've done, you've done quite a bit of um, trialling of different bikes uh, around the area. I understand that Wellington's sort of quite up there when it comes to electric bike builders. Can you tell us about what's happening in the Wellington scene as far as electric bikes go? Um, yeah, well, there's, there's a lot of like brand new bikes you can get, a lot of little scooters because um, a, uh, a lot of people love commuting into the city and people live in the city. And so uh, there's a company called FTN that makes little, they're, they're called street dogs. They're little mopeds, but they have cool little cafe racer styles and you can take the battery out. So uh, I know that's a big issue for people living in apartments that, you know, they want electric motorcycles, but they have nowhere to plug in. And so that kind of solves that issue. You can take your battery out and charge it inside or, you know, take your battery out and charge it at work. If you have a, a desk job, you could just steal your work's power and char- charge for free. What's my idea? Um, you've had a relationship with Energica for quite some time, I understand. Um, it seems that you always get their newest and brightest Um do you, do you know the people there quite well? Yeah, yeah. So I actually made friends with them um, just because they they loved all the Zero videos that I, make, I was making uh, back in the day. And they said, well, you know, would you love to try out our new bike? And I said, yeah, because the, the whole charging infrastructure in New Zealand's DC, um, or, you know, for the most part, and I would love a sport bike that fast charges and, you know, looks cooler and it's faster and stuff. And so uh, they kind of, they gave me a deal on the first one and had that for about a year. And uh, I don't know, it was, it was too racy of a bike. It was, it had clip-ons and it was like the, the riding position wasn't really the best for these bumpy Wellington roads. And um, so they said, well, we're coming out with a new bike if you want to place an order. Um we can let you know when that's available. And it took about six months to like from, from buying it to waiting for it to get here. But they finally got here in in January and uh, we could not be happier. Like they're, they are the best motorcycles, gas or electric that we've ever ridden. Just amazing. Um, But yeah, the Energica team is they're They're some of the most supportive people, uh, which makes me just want to keep buying more bikes. Um, I know they're, they're really expensive bikes. They're, I think, like $45,000 for one bike, which I know it seems like a lot. Like it's, it's getting up there close to the Tesla money. But, um, but for us, you know, we just spend all our money on toys because our priorities are all just on toys. So uh, for us, it made sense. Well, you, well, you see, this is, this is interesting. You, you say $45,000 is a lot. I, and maybe for a bike it is. Well, obviously it must be because... You know, they're not everywhere. But, you know, that is less than probably the cheapest electric car you can get new and you're getting the absolute best of technology when it comes to to riding. Obviously, you can't get the, you know, the EV rebate because I guess they don't get the five-star safety rating. Um, Yeah, unfortunately. 
But you know, if you've if you've got a motorcycle license and you're into travelling and that's your method of transport, I would have thought that you know that's a reasonable amount of money to buy a pretty top of the line, technologically advanced machine. Yeah. Um, well, that's another thing too. Uh, when I had the Zero SR, people would look at it. Um, you know, just a few years ago, they would see it and they're like, "Oh, yeah, batteries are." Batteries are too expensive now, and you know, hopefully the prices come down. Just because the bike wasn't that impressive, I guess, performance-wise and range-wise, and and styling, it just didn't really look like a, a nice bike that was worth thirty thousand or something, however much I paid for it, um, which was too much at the time. But you know, at the time, it was just it was cool to be different and have something that was like sci-fi and futuristic. And so I didn't I didn't really care how much money it cost. But with the new bike, the, the new Energicas look so nice and the performance is at a level where people say, well, that's it's basically Ducati money. You know, it's it's how much you would pay for a high-end Italian sport bike and that's what this is. It's just electric. Um, and with the 200K highway range, that's totally usable. You know, you're riding for two or three hours, probably three hours if you're going the speed limit. And... Uh, and then you can stop and charge and have lunch and then be back on the road and ride another three hours. So, yeah, for us, it's, it was totally worth it and we would never go back. Have you managed to convince people literally into the purchase of these um, these bikes? I mean, you were, <laughs> you were a one-person, you know, EV owner back in the days. As, as I imagine, you know, there'll be a few people listening to this where they were the only EV owner in their community. Have you managed to build the community in Wellington by simply demonstrating that the bike is so amazing. Yeah, I think uh, like a combination of going to EV meets, like there's the Go Green Expo up here. Um, I've I've brought the Zero just about every year, and now I'm bringing the Energicas. And uh, now there's a group of probably five Zeros. There's two live wires, um, quite a few electric bikes. And we, we actually had a meet with the FTN guys and got 10 electric bikes in one place. Um, just yeah, just north of Wellington, and I think yeah, a combination with going going to meets and then also with the YouTube channel, um, I'll upload a video and then somebody will comment saying, "Hey, you know, thanks for sharing this. I had no idea what these bikes were. I didn't know that electric motorcycles existed, and now I bought one." So it's yeah, it's just cool to kind of spread the word and see more and more popping up. Um, and then I just I just sold my Zero SR to someone else, and so. In a way, that's another electric bike on the road. So I'm happy with that. That's fantastic. Maintenance-wise, have you had any challenges with the electric bike? Um, you know, unfortunate incidences that you know, make you think, oh, okay, maybe it's not as good as what I claimed it to be? Yeah, actually. So <laughs> unfortunately, so the Zero had a few issues. Uh, for the first probably four or five years, they were fine, but um, and nothing really to do because it's it's all air cooled and uh, the only liquid on the bike is brake fluid, and so you just change that and change the tires and brakes, and that's it. That's that's basically it. Um, it was belt drive, and the belt snapped once, but that's pretty easy to replace. Um, there's no it you know the zero wasn't chain drive, and so you didn't have to clean the chain, so it was it was very clean and very easy to ride and basically spent no money on maintenance until the very last year when uh, I had a motor encoder issue. Um, and unfortunately, that 
kind of opened my eyes to Zero's support, their, their customer support, which is non-existent. So I had to go through this aftermarket company that, that builds these new motors. And so I had a motor shipped over and I swapped that in. And it was a whole huge mess. <laughs> but uh, the newer bikes, the Energicas, are liquid cooled. So you have to do a flush of the coolant, but that's kind of it. And, and the maintenance intervals of doing the coolant flush are like 40,000 kilometers. So um, it would be years before I'd have to do any maintenance, which is a huge difference from from gas, which is just, you know, you have to adjust the valves and like, yeah, oil changes every year. It's crazy. So for the people in the community who aren't into um, any sort of maintenance uh, skills, um, are there garages that would do that sort of thing for them? Uh, there are, yeah, actually there's, there is one, there's a shop in Wellington called Independent Motorcycles that has helped me out a lot with the Zero. Um, but it, but really it's, uh, there isn't much to do. I mean, like you said, maintenance on electric vehicles is just not, it's not really a thing. So, um, yeah, aside from tires and brakes, there's not much to do. And the coolant flush thing is something that you can just do yourself. So there isn't, uh. Yeah, isn't really a need for a shop, which I, I'm not sure how the shops feel about that, but it's, it's cool for us. So I imagine you'll get, while you're charging, you're pretty obvious in front of a, um electric vehicle charger, and you're certainly different from the the Leaf or the Tesla or the something else that people will be used to seeing there. Do you get much in the way of people coming and visiting and saying, hey, what a really cool bike this is, um, tell me all about it? Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> it's it's basically impossible to stop anywhere and and not have a chat with someone, which is really cool. Because um, I I'm not good at having conversations and and like <laughs> just talking to people in general, even though I have a YouTube channel. Um, and so this has been really helpful for me, just to I guess get more social. And people have been loving it, yeah. Because um, it is like all of these bikes have been the first one that most people see. Like, and, and they don't know that they exist. And so it's telling them all the stuff, you know, how much range do you get? How fast it is, or is it? And, um, you know, how fast does it charge? How far are you going today? Cause it's usually in the middle of a road trip and I'll say, Oh, I'm going up to Auckland. And they're like, what? Cause it's, you know, I'm usually doing trips that most people wouldn't do in their petrol vehicles. Um, just because it's fun because the, the whole charging thing is kind of like a game to me. I, I see it as a fun challenge and you know, all the charging stops become like checkpoints. And so, um, yeah, I, I love it. So I, and I love all the, all the attention that you get, even though the bikes are quiet, people always look at you when you're riding by, I think maybe because they're quiet. Yeah. And do you participate in any rallies that, you know, aren't, aren't racing? I mean, the brass monkey coming up in April, I don't know if they run it, but, um, I know some of the South Island ones. Do, do they run them in the North Island? Do you participate in that, or is that not really your cup of tea? I haven't yet. Um, I, I've always wanted to do the the Burt Monroe down south, but um, I haven't. So maybe next year. Uh, I'm not sure if I have the range to do it, because some of them are like a thousand Ks, and so it would just take me all day. But uh, maybe, yeah, I'd like to join just to just at least to share awareness of, you know, like here's the bike and. It exists, and you know, here's what it can do. Oh, that's magic. Well, look, 
we'll put a link to the New Zero Land channel um, on the episode notes for this podcast. The, um, the, the uh, most certainly is worth seeing. I, I love the humour. You've got some fantastic editing skills there that I just, you know, blows my mind how, how, how well <laughs> you do everything and how well everything is put together. Um, so look, it's an awesome channel. If you haven't seen it yet, then jump on there, have a look back. There's plenty to see. Um, and uh, look, Sam, it's been absolutely awesome talking with you and catching up with you today. Thank you so much for yeah, um, agreeing for, uh, for the chat. Yeah, thanks for having me. As I said offline to Sam, his YouTube channel and enthusiasm have almost enticed me to go for my motorcycle license. His trips are amazing, his adventures numerous, and his camera work is wonderful. If you haven't checked it out yet, it is well worth a look. The link to the channel is in the episode notes. A reminder that the podcast is always in need of money to help with hosting costs. If you aren't already one of our esteemed Patreon community, maybe you could consider shouting us the equivalent of a long black each month at patreon.com slash allthatstesla. You'll have access to lots of exciting episodes from the moment they're edited usually many months before the rest of the public hear them. If you aren't one of the 50 or so people we have already interviewed, then Alex and I would be pleased to add your story to your profile pic. Contact one of us, details at www.allthatstesla.nz and let us know when you're in our area. As well as that, as our episode list gets longer, we are needing more and more young people to do the introductions. If your young person wants fame, I uh, can't really do fortune, then contact me and I'll send some instructions on how to get a spoken introduction to us for the next episode. As a special treat, you'll get the same early access to that episode as our Patreon supporters do. Until next time, keep safe out there, watch out for the motorcycles, and don't forget to share a friendly wave with others you see about leading the charge in this Kiwi revolution.